0: Welcome to our podcast for Plains United Methodist Church of Plains, Pennsylvania. Our scripture readings for later in the service will be Ecclesiastes 4, 9-12, through and Galatians 5, 13-26. I am Rev. Tenny Rupnick, and my email address is tenhutrup at gmail.com, that's T-E-N-H-U-T-R-U-P at gmail.com. Please send me any prayer requests you have and let me know if they are private in nature or okay to share on next week's podcast so that your church family may be praying for you. Our prayer requests for this week are for Clyde Dukes, who is the brother of Jane O'Connell and who tested positive for COVID. He seems to be doing better. We give praise for that, but we also pray for his continuing recovery. Another prayer request is for the Atkinson family because Linda White's nephew, Paul, passed away. And, I hope I say this right, the Wigodginski, I know I didn't say it right, the Wigodginski family, (laughs) as Linda's husband's sister, Dolores, passed away. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. The first Sunday after Pentecost, Trinity Sunday, June 7th, 2020. Our Bible verse of the week is 2 Corinthians thirteen eleven through 13. Finally, brothers and sisters, farewell. Put things in order. Listen to my appeal. Agree with one another. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the saints greet you. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. Gather together with me by closing your eyes and imagining our sanctuary around you. The smooth pew beneath you, the shuffles and whispers of those around you. Your friends, your family, some folks you haven't seen in a very long time. The light slanting in through stained glass windows. The flickering flame of the candles. Place yourself there in your mind. We are not there in person, but God can help us feel there in spirit. Our invocation. Creator, we adore you. Christ, we love you. Holy Spirit, you are so precious to us. Open our hearts and spirits now to the wonder of your holy presence in our holy place. And all God's children say, Amen. Our call to worship. We praise and worship you, O God, for there is no other God like you For there is no place which is without you, O God, and no time when you are not there. You take us by the hand and lead us. By you, we are gifted again and again. We praise and worship you, O God, for there is no other God like you. On this Trinity Sunday, let us shape a space for the three. The Spirit as breath of life. The bread as food of heaven. The love in relationship. Let us shape a space that tangles all three through our life and our worship held in relationship. Let us shape a space for the many faces of God woven together and revealed in each of us. On this Trinity Sunday, let us shape a space to be found together in our worship. Our opening prayer, let us pray. Loving God, we are limited in our understanding of you, but we know that you care for us and for all creation. Thank you, God, for creating us and loving us and remaining with us in our sorrows and joys. Thank you for the life of Jesus, whose life shows us the way to life and happiness and trust. Thank you for your Spirit who leads us. Warm our hearts and unite us that we might open our lives to you to accept your love, and to respond to it by entrusting ourselves to you with all that you have made us and given us. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, and all God's children say, Amen. Our first hymn this morning is number 64 in our hymnal, entitled Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. And I'll do my best to sing it this morning, though my throat has been a little scratchy. Please sing along with me if you know the words holy 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 lord god
1: almighty early in the morning our song shall rise to thee holy holy trinity holy 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 all the saints adore thee casting down their golden crowns around the glassy sea cherubim and seraphim falling down before thee which word and art and evermore shall be holy 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 though the darkness hide thee though the eye of sinful man thy glory Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, all thy works shall praise thy name in earth and sky and sea. Holy, 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 merciful, Blessed
0: Trinity. Let us join together now in our confession of faith as we recite the Apostles' Creed. Let us say what we believe and believe what we say. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Amen. Our prayer for illumination. Holy Spirit, advocate and companion, breathe into us your life-giving power. Jesus, Savior of us all, Fill us with the love you lived. Lord God, creator of all that is, open our minds and hearts that we might not only hear your word, but also understand it and believe it. Draw us into communion three in one as a cord tightly wound and not easily broken. Amen. Our Old Testament reading is Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12. Two are better than one, because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up the other, but woe to one who is alone and falls and does not have another to help. Again, if two lie together, they keep warm, but how can one keep warm alone? And though one might prevail against another, two will withstand one. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. And our epistle reading, Galatians 5, 13 through 26. For you were called to freedom, brothers and sisters. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for self-indulgence, but through love become slaves to one another. For the whole law is summed up in a single commandment, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. If, however, you bite and devour one another, take care that you are not consumed by one another. Live by the Spirit, I say, and do not gratify the desires of the flesh. For what the flesh desires is opposed to the Spirit, and what the Spirit desires is opposed to the flesh, for these are opposed to each other to prevent you from doing what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not subject to the law. Now the works of the flesh are obvious fornication, impurity, licentiousness, idolatry, sorcery, amenities, strife, jealousy, anger, quarrels, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and and things like these. I am warning you as I warned you before. Those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. By contrast, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against such things. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also be guided by the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, competing against one another, envying one another. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. The title of this morning's message is Stronger Only Together. Let me first say as I begin that I'm sorry to some of you men listening out there. I mean, I feel like before we even get started, I should maybe apologize to some of the guys and ask you to please not give up on this sermon and to just hang with me. Why? Well, because I'm going to take just a moment to talk a bit about Barbie dolls and hair. Yeah, I'm gonna talk for just a bit about the brushing and braiding of long, silky hair. Now, let me tell you something. Being a woman, well, I was once a little girl. (laughs) And while not all little girls get into Barbie dolls, I was one of those that really did. I loved them, and I was never as into them for the tiny dresses and swimsuits and little shoes, nah. I mean, all that was okay, but the clothes weren't the best part for me. I was into them for the hair because I love to play with hair, a Barbies, a different dolls, my own, my friends, even our extremely tolerant Irish setters. Brush and smooth, style and braid, I could easily make a dozen perfect braids out of that little handful of Barbie hair you find on a Barbie doll's head. And on the playground, yeah, I was one of those little girls that would play Barbie at recess. On the playground, my friends were always impressed and amazed when I was done styling Barbie. I was especially good at the braiding and still am. My fingers veritably fly when I braid and the braids come out tight and smooth and flawless every time. And there's something kind of perfect about a really good braid, about three perfectly equal sections of hair, interwoven interchangeably, to make a glossy, perfect rope, shiny and strong. There's something very satisfying about it. Maybe others have felt the same satisfaction in tying knots for Boy Scouts or tying knots for sailing. Others perhaps in weaving a basket others in making smooth and even stitches as they've knitted or embroidered, and yet others as they've tied flies. But all these others having felt a satisfaction in successfully working with a length of something, whether it be hair or fishing line, yarn or straw, making something with it that is beautiful in its relational symmetry, creating something with it that is suited to its task and, and much stronger than it had been before yeah, stronger. Our Old Testament reading this morning gave a nod to this truth. That is, our reading from the book of Ecclesiastes touches upon the very same idea of interwoven strength, where in this scripture, the ancient writer claimed that a threefold cord is not easily broken. A threefold cord is not easily broken. And if you think about it, it's very true. While one glossy length of nylon rope is helpful and can be just what one needs for clothesline or some crafting, just consider how the strength increases and the uses multiply when one cord becomes two and then three interwoven. Put some of that on the back burner of your mind for a minute. We'll return to it later. But put those ideas back there and let them simmer. The ideas of equal sections of interwovenness, of perfection, of relationship, of symmetry, and of strength. Today is Trinity Sunday, and I'm guessing it may seem like all my sermons have had a similar announcement of late. Today is this important day in our church calendar, or today is that traditional time to remember this or honor that. and That's a fair reaction. Because of late, we've marked Easter Sunday and Mother's Day. We've remembered Ascension Sunday and Veterans Day. We've noted the Day of Pentecost. And now now we're on to a day which we mark and remember and note the Holy Trinity. Trinity Sunday. A day set aside for which we are to focus upon and learn about and honor our understanding of God as the Father, God as the Son, and God as the Holy Spirit. But yet God is a complete and whole one. A day set aside for which we are to focus upon and learn about and honor our understanding of our Lord as three separate and yet equal persons, but also and only as just a complete one. And this is a tough subject to think about, and an even tougher one to talk about. Because the Trinity, this idea of God as three persons or identities in one God, well, it's a difficult concept for us to fully understand. Now some of us might have little explanations that we've learned in the past to help understand the Trinity. Explanations which do something to satisfy us personally. Clever little descriptions which seem to make sense at the time. For example, I've heard it helps to think of the Trinitarian God as water. You might've heard of this before. Always water, a thing that is always H2O, that is something that's always the same molecular combination of hydrogen and oxygen but also always is able to take on different forms. That is water is one specific thing and that it can, but it can sometimes be in the form of vapor as in steam, sometimes in the form of liquid as in a flowing river and sometimes as a solid, as an ice cube in your glass or glacier and God as creator, Christ and Holy Spirit can be better understood. Some say by thinking of that, And this way of thinking about the Trinity works to a certain extent, I guess, but it is not altogether right or perfect either. Because God is all three at once, and there is to be no separation or deviation ever. I've also heard of and have myself talked about God as a three-legged stool. And about us as the humans that God created, about us as the teeniest, tiniest, little black ant that's crawling around that walked around under that stool. In this analogy, we as as an ant can walk around and climb around each leg of the stool. That is, we can travel back and forth between the stool's legs, going to this one and looking at the foot of that stool individually and then traveling back to the other and, and looking at that leg separately. And we can talk about the legs of that stool as separate, if ants can talk. But God is too big, the stool is too massive for us to see the whole picture, and it is all too much for us to really understand, too much for us to really comprehend, too big and too mysterious a thing for us to understand and comprehend that those feet and legs are somehow, in some way, part of a complete whole somewhere. And while I think it's helpful for us to be reminded that we are small and ignorant and that God is huge and mighty, this description has its problems too. For God, after all, is not a stool. And unfortunately, this takes us right back to where we began. It leads us right back to where we started, with a difficult idea of God as three in one on a Sunday in which we are to remember and honor God as three in one. Clear as mud, as they say. And so I thought and thought of another way to explain it better for us, hopefully, a way that might help us in the times and places in which we find ourselves currently. And you know, and as an aside, I think it was St. Augustine who warned in different wording than this, of course, but who warned that any attempt to fully explain away or to fully understand the Trinity that attempt was doomed to fall apart and would likely lead us right into heresy, but I wanted to still try, regardless, and so I thought and thought and thought, regardless, and I, I questioned what is a way the Trinity makes sense to me and might make sense to others an explanation, a description, some way of thinking about it that makes sense to us all. And it was then that I thought of those tiny plastic brushes, and of Barbie dolls of my childhood, and of all those braids I always made. Yeah, of brushes and Barbie dolls and braids, in specific, the braids. And I thought of them not because they offer the very best explanation or most correct understanding of the Trinity out there, of course, but because the nature of and the structure of braids fits the nature and the structure of the triune God somehow and for me. The structure and nature of three of the same thing, same kind, same one, all woven evenly together and in their formation or being or existing together that that one thing is that one thing is the same and yet somehow different and somehow better and stronger. This approach to the mystery does work somehow for me. And I hope it works on some level for you as well. I hope it works for you as well because I would like to build off of it, off of this braid analogy, so that we will not only understand the concept and nature of the Trinitarian God better on this Trinity Sunday but also and perhaps more importantly, so, so that we can in some way begin to better understand the true nature of ourselves. Yes, ourselves. Our imperfect but amazing selves. Incredible and oftentimes so disappointing. Our wonderful and yet also at times undeniably awful selves. So walk back to the stove. Return to all that stuff you remember, the stuff that was set to simmering on the back burner of your mind. Return to that so we can take another look. Recall that we spoke of braids and about the Trinity, that we discussed the scripture from Ecclesiastes, and remember all those phrases and ideas that were brought up, phrases and ideas like the idea that something can be beautiful in its relational symmetry, and how strength increases and the uses multiply when one cord becomes two and then three. And how there is a perfection to be found in relationship that is interchangeably interwoven. Remember, symmetry, strength, interwovenness. Recall that a threefold cord is not easily broken. Consider God is three in one. One who is always Father, Son and Holy Spirit, or Creator Christ and Holy Ghost, but always holy one and the same. think about think about a God's self that is eternally interwoven into close and loving relationship. Think hard about that one. a God 's self that is eternally interwoven into close and loving relationship. And then remember, remember how we have been made in God's image. We've been made in God's image from the dust of the earth as the Adam. We were and are as God's creation made in our creator's very same image, the imago dei. And so doesn't that just mean then that we are also meant to be interwoven in a symmetrical relationship with one another, right? I mean, think about it. We are shaped by divine design to be creatures who are socially inclined and created for communion as we desire relationship with God and with one another because that's how we are created in God's image to be. And because of that, we are stronger together. Did you hear me? We are created to be just like the triune God and because of that we find remarkable strength and a kind of perfection in our equal and interwoven relationships with one another and that we are stronger when we are together. So that's why everything hurts so much right now. Because like an old cord, we are fraying. Yeah, on this Trinity Sunday in the church calendar, on the Sunday in June on our kitchen or smartphone calendars, on this day in the year 2020 when we are still in the midst of this coronavirus epidemic and we are still in the depths of a serious time of unemployment and time of high anxiety and the kind of day-to-day social fatigue that many of us have never experienced before, we are fraying our cord is becoming inarguably unwound and weakened. Because this is also an era in which terrible things are happening, an era in which people are verbally crucifying one another on the internet over politics and television. And people are breaking into businesses and looting and burning, shouting at each other and shooting at each other and shaming each other. An era when people are executing innocent joggers who just wanted a drink of water because of the color of their skin? And when people are continuing to kneel on the necks of the already suffocating and suffering of God's Adam? This is a terrible time, an unreal time. And don't be mistaken, we are fraying. We are becoming unwound, our rope of relationship, our cord of community and communion, that is. And... You are hearing what is happening around us and you are mourning and you are hurting because of it. You are taking in all that is going on and you are feeling anxious and angry about it. You are watching all that is occurring in our cities, and our country, our communities today, and you are shocked and scared as a result of it. And it hurts and makes us anxious and angry as it shocks us because while all this is happening and happening more and more frequently, it is nevertheless against our very nature. It shocks us and scares us because it is contrary to the way that we were created to be and because it opposes God's intention for God's creation, God's good intentions for the ones God formed from the dust and clay, the ones God made to be like God's own self and to be in communion and to be in relationship and to be fully and equally interwoven with one another. It shocks us and scares us because this division, this unwinding, this fraying, is actually and truly completely contradictory to what God is and thus what we are. That is how we were created to be with and for one another. Because we were meant as human beings to be tightly and smoothly and perfectly interwoven in symmetrical relationship and perfect communion with one another and to be all the stronger for it. So what's my point? Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm just as confused and anxious about all of it as the rest of you. I'm just as unsettled about the unwinding and as uncomfortable with the fraying. And I don't have some unheard of wisdom or some uncommon but perfect plan to make all right with our society and our culture, with our country and our world. But I can tell you this, with confidence and conviction, I can tell you this. God created us to be interwoven. And we are disciples of Christ. And so if we're going to honor God's design and be true to our own identity, then we need to set an example and seek to stop any of the unwinding and to halt any of the fraying and to do everything that we possibly can to keep us all evenly interwoven in right relationship with one another. And not just because that's the way we were made to be, though it does seem like a good enough reason for me, but because we are stronger together. Remember, united we stand. And divided as we have been in our being, Well, divided, we will fall. And also remember that as proclaimed disciples of the one true and triune God, anything we might do personally and privately or publicly and overtly, anything we might do which causes more division or fosters more hurt or spreads more hate is actually and completely contrary to our nature, fully against our divine design utterly out of sync with how our relational and triune God formed us to be because we, beloved family of Christ, are called to be a shining example of cooperation and selflessness and patience and humility and gentleness and self-control and love and peace. Do no harm, children of God. Do only good disciples of Christ. And stay always in love with the words and ways of your creator, the three in one. And always remember, stronger only together, as we are meant to be. Amen. Our next hymn for this morning is number 61 in the hymnal, and its title is, Come Thou Almighty King. Come, thou almighty King, help us thy name to sing, help us to praise. Father, all glorious, or all victorious, come and reign over us, ancient of days. Come, thou incarnate word, gird on thy mighty sword our prayer attend. Come, and thy people bless, and give thy word success. Come, holy comforter, thy sacred witness bear in this glad hour. Though who almighty art now rule in every heart, and never form us depart, depart spirit of power. To thee, great one and three, eternal praises be, hence evermore, thy sovereign majesty may we in glory see, and to eternity love and adore. Now would be the time in our service in which we ask the ushers to come forward and we give of our offering. Please know, beloved family at first, that while our doors remain closed during this pandemic, we'll be opening soon enough. And our ministry goes on and the bills still needed to be paid. Please let's do our most and best to help keep Plains UMC from becoming one of those churches which cannot recover from this time of closure. Our giving has gone down, I've noticed. Please remember to continue to give to your church so that your ministry will be there, strong as ever, viable as ever, when you return to your building in body and to one another in person. And so I say now, as I say every week, just as our almighty God gave entirely of God's self for our sakes, we are likewise called to give of ourselves for the sake of others. Let us pray. Almighty God, we come closer to you in the name of the one to whom all authority is given, Jesus Christ. As we give of our offerings, when we give of them, we ask that you renew our commitment to be your faith-filled disciples. May our lifestyles reflect a desire to be in mission for and with others. In the name of the Father and Son and Holy Spirit, we pray, and all God's children say, Amen. Praise God, from whom all blessings flow. Praise God, all creatures here below. Praise God above, ye heavenly host. Praise Creator Christ and Holy Ghost. Amen. And now, as we have so gathered, not together in body physically, but still together as the body of Christ, let us bend the knees of our hearts and bow our heads before our Creator, Sustainer, and Lord in prayer. Let us pray.
1: O Lord, hear our prayer, O Lord, hear our prayer.
0: Merciful God, full of grace, hear our prayers of confession and our prayers of need in these next few moments of silence. Almighty God, you reveal yourself to us in a trinity of ways as our powerful creator, our dying savior, and our comforting spirit. We are never really sure how you are able to be all these things to us, but you are. And for that, we praise you. And we ask that you forgive us, Lord, for those times when we have taken this mystery for granted. And we ask that you forgive us all the more for the times when we proudly assumed that we had it all figured out. Gracious God, the earth is full of the glory of your love. Before the foundation of the universe and the beginning of time, you are the triune God, the author of creation, the eternal word of salvation, and the life-giving spirit of wisdom. Guide us to all truth by your spirit that we may proclaim all that Christ revealed and rejoice in the glory he shared with us. Almighty and everlasting God, you have given to us, your servants, grace by confession of a true faith to acknowledge the glory of the eternal Trinity and in the power of your divine majesty to worship the unity. Keep us steadfast in this worship and faith and and bring us at last to see you in your one and eternal glory. And finally, glorious three in one, Today and in the places where we are, make your presence known to us through our worship, our prayer, and the reading of your word. We pray all these things in the name of Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever, as we continue to pray as he taught us to, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Our final hymn is We Believe in One True God, number 85 in the hymnal. We believe in one true God, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, ever-present help and need, praised by all the heavenly host, by whose mighty power alone is made and wrought and done. We believe in Jesus Christ, Son of God and Mary's Son, who descended from his throne and for us salvation won, by whose cross and death are we rescued from sin's misery. We confess the Holy Ghost, who from both four proceeds, who upholds and comforts us in all trials, fears, and needs. Blessed and holy, Trinity, praise forever be to thee. This is where our worship ends and our service begins. May the peace of the Lord be with you. Go out into God's world as those born of water and spirit. Go as those inspired and excited to know that God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world. No. In fact, our God sent Jesus into the world so that the world might be saved through him. Go as those living in the mystery of the Creator, Christ, and Holy Spirit. Go knowing you are loved and are called to love each other. And may God give strength to you and to all, May Christ Jesus bless you with peace, and may the Holy Spirit, whispering within your hearts, give you assurance that you are God's children. We go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Jesus, our Christ, all God's children say, Amen.